0: it is now 7 6 you have exactly eight hours and 54 minutes to ponder the error of your ways any questions yeah does barry manilow know that you raid his wardrobe a brain a beauty a jock a rebel and a recluse
1: i can't believe this is really happening to me
0: before this day is over they'll break the rules <coughs> chicks can i hold a smoke that's what it is Bear their souls. I'm a nymphomaniac. Are your parents aware of this? Take some chances. Being bad feels pretty good. Huh? And touch each other in a way they never dreamed possible. Why'd you do that?
1: Because I knew you wouldn't.
0: The Breakfast Club. They only met once. I don't want to be alone anymore. You don't have to be. But it changed their lives forever. I mean, I consider you guys my friends. I'm not wrong, am I? Universal Pictures presents Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy in a John Hughes film. Why are you being so nice to me? Because you're letting me. The Breakfast Club.
2: Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 20. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And this week we watched the 1985 movie, The Breakfast Club. So Charles, tell us about The Breakfast Club.
1: All right, so The Breakfast Club is about five high schoolers who have to come in on Saturday for detention, Um, and in the process, they discover new things about each other and uh, build friendships, supposedly, or not. Um, and um, interact with the teacher overseer a bunch. I
3: think he's a pretty, principal, pretty right? Pretty minimal. Is he a principal or, he was, or is he just a, it a, a teacher? I think he was a teacher. A,
1: yeah, I think you might be right. The overall pretty minimal plot. It's
3: almost a bottle episode, right? Like they're in pretty much the same space the whole time. Yeah. They only talk to each other. Like they're almost all, everybody's in every scene. Right. right. It kind of works. Very,
1: very small cast.
3: Small cast. Yeah. Like a play. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it has that feel to it. So, yeah, this was our Reader's Choice episode. Yeah. So. Um, so Club One over Top Gun. And um, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. We have a pretty big, too. It was over half the votes. Yeah. Um, Top Gun was a distant third, which is a shame because I like Top Gun. I love Top Gun. But I still voted for this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I, yeah, we all tried to put our finger on the scale <laughs> right, and cancel each other cancel out. Each other so out, Wilson yep. voted for Breakfast Club.
3: Democracy at I, work.
2: I voted for Labyrinth which was second and I voted for Top Gun which the, is a distant third. A distant third.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is a shame because I we need to do a Tom cruise movie at some point, but yeah. I think we needed to do Breakfast Club too. Like this is this movie matters. Like this is a an important movie in, you know, the high school teen genre i think it's probably john hughes's best movie
2: influences a lot of films
3: so many yes another one that's constantly referenced
2: referencing comedy
3: all the time yep and sat satirized actually just watched the family guy that references yeah when it's the actual mascots from cereal sitting around (laughs) yeah and the
2: episode finishes with peter walking off the football and doing the fist bump yeah yeah i have to
1: wonder how many of these references i must have missed because like I don't. I don't feel like I retroactively piece them together like I okay. have done with all the other movies that we've been seeing.
2: Brick yeah. kind of references this at the end too because they yeah. they finish on the football field. <laughs> okay.
1: At, br- at the end of Brick.
3: Yes, definitely. Um. But yeah. In, in Family Guy, they had a bit where they're the Breakfast Club, but the Breakfast Club is made up of mascots <laughs> from cereal. So like, there's Tony the Tiger. And yeah. So they're actually <laughs> breakfast people. That's it. <laughs> that's the whole yeah. joke. You know? Yeah. yeah that's, like, that, that, that sounds like a classic Family Guy. Yes, game. it is. Yeah, <laughs> like they did it. Um. But, yeah, I do, I do think this movie matters. Um, I've seen it a lot. Like I've, I've seen, seen it movie, on TV a lot. I've seen it both. I've seen it on TV. I saw it on TV the first time, so when I saw it for real the first time, I was surprised how much swearing there was. Yeah. <laughs> all the F-bombs and everything Yeah, um, on TNT or whatever.
1: There, but, there was quite a bit that it seemed uh, not TV appropriate. Yeah. I'm I a mean, little surprised.
3: Yeah, there's some stuff in here that ages this um, as a – 80s movie, right? Because if you're making a teen movie now, there's no way you can throw around all those Mm F-bombs and expect to get a PG-13 rating. Part Uh, of
2: it was... um money too. Which <laughs> How so? Well, the, the the teacher says his salary. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. 31,000 I
1: mean, 31, a year. Uh, so yeah. I,
2: I did the conversion <laughs> yeah. online and he's making 74,000 a
3: year. That's really good for and a I teacher. I was
2: like, wow, that's like really different because <laughs> right, right now it sounds like he makes nothing. Right. Yeah. And then he's saying it's like, I have a respectable salary. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, he did. The, the janitor, life. uh, Tries to bribe him to 50, 50 bucks today. It's 120 bucks. Okay, I was like, damn, that gentleman's like asking for real money.
3: Go, go get it, Carl. <laughs> yeah,
2: so <laughs> I mean,
3: hey, that guy makes 31,000 a year because I was try- it. yeah. it's,
2: I did that. I was like, I don't know what the context of like if, if this is a joke or
3: not. No, and, it was not. No. He was actually supposed to be the rich guy because there, there's yeah. this uh class sub theme in this they movie. They
2: go to a really nice year. high school, yes, or like a real, like. I, I went to a nice public school, and this school is ni- way nicer. <laughs> like, they have more computers than we had in my high school. In 1985. And this is in 1984. <laughs> yeah, when they filmed it. yeah, yeah. So yeah, in a giant library it was huge. with a freestanding staircase and a big statue yeah. like of art, it's nice. like yeah, it's library. like a water piece in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was was this the uh, same
1: the the front of it? Was that the same high school that they filmed Ferris Bueller at? I forget actually. Probably. What, what probably. Ferris Bueller look like? Shoots around
2: Chicago. But like when that. the yeah.
1: people were coming in across like the grass and the mm-hmm. street in front, it reminded me exactly of Ferris Bueller.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and the. Same kind of like intro thing that he does with the voiceover and yeah, it's like John Hughes has a to look it up. has a mode, right? Like he has a style and it's oh, you always can, in the Chicago. Yeah, area. so the same yeah, I think same setting
2: was used for the interior interior scenes of Hughes' 1986 film Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So okay, they shoot in the same interior. Um, have you, have in you seen some school outside of Chicago? Have you seen Ferris Bueller? Yeah, you have. Okay, yeah, that
1: one I have seen. I think I like
3: this
2: movie more than Ferris Bueller. Uh I so rewatching this film. I was like, this film was bullshit. <laughs> really? I was so I was bored out of my mind. Really? This movie. Okay, I I, I could yeah. see there
3: being like problematic parts of it because there's stuff that hasn't aged that well. Yeah, there's um, a lot of like rape stuff. The,
2: this, yeah, there's one really.
3: pretty clear rape joke, and there's one where he's like under the table and like looking under a skirt that like <laughs> plays pretty tastelessly today. Yeah, yeah,
2: um, and just a lot of stuff in the film doesn't age well, like you're saying, like the the basket case girl, like. Yeah, Her only problem was that she wasn't beautiful, and once she becomes beautiful, then, then she's, like, so. fine. Yeah, the whole, the, <laughs> all of
3: the endings in this movie, because there's, like, three or four... Make no make sense. Make no sense. Yeah. yeah, are utter gibberish. And, like, yeah. like it, I guess I don't know how you're supposed to end this movie, but that can't be it. <laughs> that just doesn't work. I don't even know if this is,
2: like, a, a <clears throat> movie. It's just, like, a weird pastiche of, like, scenes. Like, it's more of, like, a collage than it is anything else. Like
3: yeah the narrative you
2: can treat it as it, like an
1: exploration of um like social pressures and yeah but the, yeah, but there isn't much it's of like a,
3: a story like, yeah, there's not much of a narrative here right like it's yeah i guess so you you're kind like
2: things happen
3: right but yeah. you i mean you see the characters revealed and you see them learn about each other, and like that's where the the drama is, right, and that's where the the tension comes from less less than the events. That are playing out that's like, they, you know, are giving the principal or teacher a hard time, you know, three or four different times. That's not a story.
2: Yeah, I, f- I don't know. I feel like these kids are like. When I was watching this, I was like, man, these kids like really need Nirvana to come out. <laughs> and, like, this is like a pre Nirvana film because like Nirvana does such a good job of saying like adults are assholes and yeah. like that's kind of the conclusion of this film right and in the,
3: they're right like that and, guy is an asshole
2: yeah and all their parents are terrible yes evidently like, they're all like each abused in different
1: ways by by
3: their parents
2: right i was um, thinking the
1: theme song right. of this probably should have been out of touch by hall and oats because it's all about <laughs> how the adults are out of touch with the kids
3: yeah it, it is I mean, and so, that's that dopey bowie quote at the beginning of the movie is about that too and with yeah. these
2: yeah, when these kids are in college and Nirvana, like, finally hits, like, they will they will <laughs> all, like, identify very, very closely with Nirvana. Yes. And I was just like, man, this, this, like, teen alienation is just, like, not solved well in this movie. Uh, no. Other than to, like, yeah, we're all, like, compatriots. That's kind of what they get to in a weird kind of roundabout way. Right. Um, but it's not really clear why, other than that they just, like, t- time. they just spend time with each other. Yeah. Well, I think the that point is, is
1: that they spend time with each other outside of the usual cliques that they would be in. There's that whole true. scene where they're talking about if they would be friends with each other outside of that group, right? Yeah. Um, so the point is that they really have gotten to know each other without the pretense or like the pressures of the people around them influencing them. Yeah. Well, and, um, and that's let them really grow to like each other. And, and
3: seeing that they're not. I mean it's it is a dopey cliche, but this movie is kind of full of those. Uh they're not that different right like they do all have the same problems and they're all dealing with you know these, these similar pressures and these similar parents
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I you know i think that's where they're getting and like that's the the arc of this story is that that this generation conflict doesn't is really between the the youth and the adults rather than within the youth itself um which i guess does predict nirvana doesn't it yeah <laughs> yeah this,
2: this is like Nirvana was like hit so well right because this generation was just like d-
3: like destroyed by Reagan and yeah parents like yeah and, and like that's I noticed that too that the bringing up the theme song again that it's almost a movie that's nostalgic for the it's present yeah right like it has this really peculiar relationship with both like kind of this disdain for the stereotypical high school culture and the stereotypical high school flicks but also kind of pining for it and like
2: yeah it wants them like so bad and yeah. like they're they're so like archetypical of like yeah, yeah. who who they're supposed to be there's like the weird artist there's the nerd there's the the bitch girl the jock and the, then the kind of like lost wild of card yeah the wild card <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: They're,
2: they're, they're so that to the
3: extreme right right, right. They, and i don't i think they're supposed to play as mm caricatures a little bit yeah um and then like they get humanized as the movie progresses and they, they become and, less their character in some ways in yeah. some ways and in other ways they don't Th- that's
2: uh, part of the problem right there yeah. i don't i feel like they're not like fleshed out well enough they're they real they rely like too much on their stereotypes to like identify who these characters are and they don't have like the only one that like has like kind of an interesting background is is the nerd kid because he was ready to like kill himself and that was like the yeah. really intense like reveal in the movie, yeah, and the oh, others is just like just kind of seem like jerks
1: uh, <laughs> well, who I, have like terrible parents. Yeah, like <laughs> the
3: the Emilio Estevez um, reveal when he has his story about why he's in detention. Yeah, that was kind of messed up too. Yeah, that was it. It because uh, on the it one hand, it's like he's feel a true though. Yeah, he's it's a like, huge asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Like clearly, he's a he's a giant asshole.
2: It doesn't feel like that would be something anyone like ever admitted to.
3: I mean, I think you have to kind of yeah. buy into the conceit of the movie to a certain extent that it's they're growing together just by virtue of spending a lot of time together. And sure, that's something like you like
2: admit to like a therapist after like weeks of
3: Really? Like, you think therapy? it was like that
2: that <laughs> yeah. heartfelt? I, I don't know, it's pretty messed up like what yeah. it did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> yes it is. But I think that, you know, teenagers are emotional yeah. beings, they're open nerves and it's this guy that clearly needs an outlet for his emotions. Oh, they all do, right? Right. They're, They're all, all do, like, but so desperate for right. So like as, a soon human as, connection. as soon as they find anything close to it, yeah, I, I, I think it's plausible that they latch on. Yeah, okay. that they sense to me. that they they dump it out at the they dump their purse on the couch at the first opportunity. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. The other thing that <clears throat> was like so apparent watching it this time through was that like. This is like an upper middle class white. High oh school. yeah, there's yeah. no people of color in no. in an area with a lot of diversity. Right, very Chicago. segregated, or,
3: obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: which which is true to Chicago. Like, right, super segregated. This would be probably one of the heights of segregation. Yes, but it's like, still a post, movie post and... uh, integration. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I I noticed that too. But it was just like, man, this is like real white people problems <laughs> like, throughout <laughs> right. all this because like. Again, like their high school is super nice, yep. and their teachers get paid really well. Evidently, and, <laughs> yeah. and all their problems are the same, right? And kind of flip it, where it's just like their parents are kind of assholes, which is like that's every team problem. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are being abused. Like, yeah, like like yeah. the
3: the Judd Nelson moment worked really well for me too, yeah. where he talks about his dad burning out the city, right or the yeah. cigar on his arm, right? Like his his little you know one man show that he does. I thought still works really well for me. Um, so, I mean, that's a real thing. Like, that's a, sure. an actual problem. Like
2: I, I think there are yeah. moments in this movie that are compelling. And yes. then the stuff around it is, like, this is... For me, I was just like, I'm so, like, bored out of my mind by this movie. Did you like, think it was funny? Not at all. <laughs> like, I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't laugh, like, at all at this movie.
3: Dang. But okay. Oh, I don't
2: find John Hughes stuff funny in general. Like, I don't find Ferris Bueller funny, like, at all. He, he, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like. I I think this movie gets behind like a lot of nostalgia. Nostalgia
3: for like. It's li- n- well, it's literally I mean, about nostalgia. Yeah, and yeah. people are
2: nostalgic for this movie as like yeah. it's very like an '80s. It's a high school movie. People are nostalgic for that. They're nostalgic for '80s culture. Mm-hmm. It, it has like the best like '80s song in it for yeah. this movie, and I think it actually rides a lot on that, where people are like nostalgic for this movie because. That's such a good song. Yeah. And they but, connect it with this movie. But they only play <laughs> and, it
3: twice. Like, it happens at the beginning and the end, and that's it. But it
2: bookends the movie, like, yeah. so nicely, yeah, right? It and does. it's such a
3: great 80s song. Because it's, easy, <laughs> it's, it's not,
2: like, a, a terrible, like, new age
3: 80s song. It, it, I mean, it, it plays a little cheesy for me, like, especially the verses. Like, sure. It's, it's kind of... It but has it has, like, a beat. really good
2: riff and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Good hook. Again, it's, like, not, like, a club 80s song. It's like a you real song. It.
3: It's like actually good. Yeah. yeah. Very Charles, essentially. Yeah. did you think this movie was funny? Yeah. Yeah,
2: look it at
1: that. Uh, like that. Like, he
3: answered that like it was a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I don't mean like No, that. I'm so just like jaded by John Hughes yeah. like, yeah, you know?
3: nostalgia. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I've seen this movie lots of times and I still laugh at it. Like, I think it's funny that the line when they ask Brian why he has a fake ID, and he says, so I can vote. He <laughs> like, backs yeah. me up yeah, every that's time. That's good stuff. That. And, like, basically everything Ali Sheedy does in this movie is hilarious. Like, nah, I find it cloying. No, I, I, yeah. I like when, like, when uh, Judd Nelson, like, sticks his knife into the chair, and she, like, she <laughs> waits a beat it? and grabs yeah. it. <laughs> like, she's just, like, stealing shit throughout the movie. Like, I, I don't know. I I like that it played in the background. I like that it wasn't about look at exactly what this weird girl is doing that she's kind of you know playing behind them a little bit it it worked really well for me i like that character a lot
2: yeah i can see like the influence of this movie on like wayne's world i think wayne's world actually takes this model and does it like much better in like an early 90s version because wayne's world is just like okay we're just gonna have like a bunch of random scenes and each one has its own little joke and it'll it'll add up to like something at the end and Wayne's World does a good job, of, like cutting out all this like fill, like serious filler that this movie has.
3: You know who I think does this even better and is an I feel better movie than yeah. Breakfast Club is uh, Days and Confused, right? Like that's yeah. that's the I think yeah good bra- better Breakfast Club yeah that has like
2: much more like believable <clears throat> characters that you can like kind of connect with yeah well in, in a, a more believable like...
3: world I think um, like it, fe- it feels like an actual place. Uh, the 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 place in Days to Confused. You haven't seen Days of Confused, Charles?
1: I have not seen that, nor have I seen Wayne's World. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I
3: suppose you haven't seen Everybody Wants Some either. No. Uh, came no out, I Haven't even heard of that one. Came out last year. It's same Days of Confused two. It's Days of Confused okay. two. Like they're in college now. Um. Also, I loved it. Like I thought it was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Days of Confused might be the that's
2: like the first like great pl- McConaughey moment, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, because before that he's just in, like, rom-coms and suddenly he's, like, a high school scumbag.
3: <laughs> and he and fucking nails it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great uh, Ben Affleck role, too. That uh, yeah. I think that's the first yeah, time we, we really see, like, asshole Affleck and he he owns it. Like, yeah. he's just huh. totally embracing that role.
2: Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Because that movie also just, like, it doesn't really have a plot. It's <laughs> just kind of, like, these are things that, like, happen during this day. Yeah. Well, and it's, like, and then, affirmatively hostile to having a plot,
3: right? Like, it goes out of its yeah. way to not. Have a narrative,
2: but Uh, it it does like nostalgia in a way that's like not like hey remember these things. It's more just like this is what it was like. This
3: is actually what it was like. Yeah, and like some of it's good and some of it's not so good. Yeah, Um, Slack plays the same way, same director. Yeah, that it it does the same thing. Uh, So yeah, I I think that that may be closer to what you want or what you want Breakfast Club to be. Uh, But in Breakfast Club's defense, I don't think that that's what this movie is trying to create, right? I don't think this is wanting to be a realistic representation of suburban high school life in the 80s. No,
2: it's supposed to have like a point that you're supposed to like agree with. Well, it's supposed to have a point
3: and it's supposed to be kind of this morality play. Right? Like, I I feel like you could almost have called these characters jock, nerd, burnout, (laughs) weird girl. Yeah, they should have. Right? Which is literally what happened in morality plays. They would have a character named Justice. Well, they write the letters, right? Yeah. And they they do like call themselves that. Right, right. They self identify in that way. They have like way.
1: a letter to the editor that they like
3: write <laughs> together. There was no way that was a thousand words either. Yeah. That was like no. 50. Well,
1: he proclaimed uh, giving up on writing the full thing.
3: Yeah, he well, and he, he followed through because yeah. that was nowhere close. Um, so I think that if you understand this movie as not as uh, Days Confused style film, but rather as this movie that is taking these exaggerated versions of these stereotypes and putting them all in a room. I think it becomes more coherent. I think it becomes better, uh, just more watchable. Um, and, and and in that way, it works, right? Like, I agree that Daisy Confused is a better movie. I like it more. Oh, yeah. But um, I think this is still good. I think it still matters.
2: I Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Did you like it before and you just disliked it on the rewatch? Or? I think
2: so, but I think I was just like watching it in the same way that I think Hughes wants you to engage with it, which is just like to kind of be nostalgic for this thing that, I don't know. People <laughs> I <mean, I'm> are <laughs> supposed <laughs> for to think it's time funny. And these I, were our biggest problems. Like I don't yeah. find Hughes funny anymore. I probably hmm. used to think it was funny. And I don't know. I feel like I've just heard like a million people say, oh, Breakfast Club is great. And I just like was like, oh, yeah, it is great. And then watching <laughs> it now is just like, I don't think it's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like
3: I mean, that was my experience with Tombstone. So I, I get where you're coming at. Uh yeah. when did, when did yeah. you first see this movie? Probably like when I was like fourteen or fifteen probably. When, when did you last see this movie? Oh uh, just on TV like three or four years ago, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't know, if it this feels like one that, at least for me, like was always kind of a presence. Like I, I don't remember when I first saw this movie. It's just one of those ones that was always around for yeah, me. No, I
2: don't think I saw it very <laughs> early. I think I saw Ferris Bueller when I was pretty young. Okay. But...
3: Ferris Bueller is more problematic in this movie. Yeah, and like super annoying. Like Ferris Bueller's a dick. He's he's yeah he's <laughs> awful. He's a, he's a bad man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it. And
3: he does. yeah he's, he's Walter White right. And then the sister would be Jesse. We're doing the Breaking Bad. I long. know
1: the reference, but I haven't yeah. seen the show. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so
3: we
2: need to like watch lock it in a room and just like yeah. make you watch I've seen
1: I've seen lots of Breaking Bad references throughout Reddit so I can quote uh, it, but um, I've not seen the show.
2: We need a do podcast think,
3: where we haven't watched TV.
2: I think <laughs> that on. there are like real 80s comedies that like do something very similar where they have these like very archetypal like stereotypes mm-hmm. and put them together in ways that are like much funnier. Like, I think like revenge of the nerds is like way funnier than this <laughs> like
3: yeah but it, i haven't seen that one in a while either but that one has some really problematic aspects oh yeah right yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. to the point where it's hard to watch it's like super racist it's super racist um <laughs> yeah. animal house same thing right? yeah uh yeah uh, yeah uh caddyshack maybe it's not a high school caddyshack, movie but it's, or it's like another one that leans on stereotypes school
2: or like hot dog the movie like those like 80s sports movies which are just like the plot of Animal House, but, like, (laughs) reworked into a sports setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I think all those, like, because they're comedies, play up their characters, like, much more intensely. And, it's comedic because it's, like, ridiculous. Right. This movie's not doing that. Whereas here, it's like, it doesn't push it far enough, but then it pushes it so far that it's like, oh, well, we can identify the characters, like, very clearly and, and like, not have to think about it at all. Yeah,
3: I think, it, it does that at the end, right? Like, I think that at the very end, like, when Ali Sheedy does her makeover and Molly Ringwalt and Judd Nelson end up together for no reason. No reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, been, for, like, I mean, like, threatening her all like day. like, cried
1: and yelled that she hated him yeah, just five it minutes was, before that? that. It was, was it,
3: that was incoherent, and it never made any sense to me, and I think you kinda of have to you you don't get to set it aside, but like you can set it aside to appreciate the rest of the movie. Because <laughs> um, really like you could lop off the last like ten minutes and this is a better film
2: for the most part. It's a weird like sixties throwback, right? That you just have to like threaten women and they'll be attracted to you. Yeah, there's and that like, it also kinda why, had why did they do this? Yeah, it also kinda <laughs> had like a, a bad boy. Yeah.
3: There's like a Grease feel to it as well where like you get the guy by completely changing who you are with the LHDD character. Yeah. Because that's exactly what she does. Uh, So, yeah, like, I I don't think there's any way to really defend that. Again,
2: I think this would be a better movie if, again, like, if Nirvana came out, or if, like, the soundtrack (laughs) was, like, punk, like, music. It would be, like, really good if it was,
3: like, 80s, like, underground punk music. I don't don't think John Hughes has ever listened to any 80s underground punk music. (laughs) But
2: this movie would be so much better with, like, sort of identifying with that scene of, like, here are, like, true outcasts who are, like,
3: Right, but that's, they're they're not though. That's the thing. They're not outcasts. Like they're, well, the one that
2: kid, like some the, of them are. The Jed Hirsch character like should have worn like a Misfits jacket. Like <laughs> <He was laughs> almost there. Yeah. yeah. I, again, but I don't think the Misfits were like had hit it at that point. Yeah, and John I'm Hughes, sure they were around. He, but... he probably still
3: doesn't know who the Misfits are. Well, he's dead. But... <laughs> well, there's that. But I think yeah. at no point did he know who the, do the Misfits were. Yeah. Yeah. He's he he comes across as kind of a square, right? John Hughes. Yeah, he's yeah. the
2: nerd. Right. That's yeah, almost him. certainly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. No question. I mean, that's why he gets the voiceover at the end. Right. Yeah. I also think that there is some Reagan... This in- was
2: formed in 77. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They should have been in this film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: I, I think there's some Reagan influence, right? Like going, going back to the nostalgia. Oh, one. totally. Because, yeah. I mean, Reagan's whole campaign was about, you know, going back to when it was good and we're going to redeem ourselves and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and bring I, America. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I don't think you can really... Like, if you're looking at a movie about nostalgia made in the 80s, I, it's hard to not read a Reagan influence into that, right? Like, I, I, I think it's pretty clearly present. I think he was, like, a Reagan. He's into Reagan, though. Like, in a positive way? Yeah. He likes
2: Reagan? That's, yeah. That's a bad <laughs> opinion. Like the... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. But yeah. he's, he seems to be, like, okay with Reagan
3: and Reaganomics. Like, Bummer. Well, I mean, yeah. What the hell does this guy know about?
2: Economics. Look, it's like the the there's the like the rich character yeah. who takes out sushi, which like in nineteen eighty four is probably insane. I bet nobody's <laughs> seen right. sushi before. And she right. says what it is. She's like, it's yeah. raw fish. It's raw, and they're like so they're real. all like, whoa, like, mine explodes. <laughs> with, like,
1: oh god. I, I wonder
3: how surprising that would have been to the audience. I bet it would be insane. I bet, yeah, I bet it's crazy. I don't know the when time. the sushi thing hit.
2: I, I, it probably is like maybe in San Francisco in the early eighties. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because that's York. where like it well, hits. The eighties was yeah.
1: when like America was worried about Japan like overtaking as a world power and all. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because Toyota yeah. like comes in yeah. and like, is like crushing us. All the electronics. And yeah. The, like, Japan's yeah. having like an economic renaissance for that period of time.
3: Yeah, that's true. So yeah, the, yeah. The, I, although I did like uh, all of the lunch scenes there, I think they all had a funny moment. I love that Emilio Estevez like has four sandwiches and yeah. a and a banana and an apple and a whole fucking thing of cookies and a giant yeah. bag of chips and he just eats it. Like, Which he just has it all.
2: Doesn't totally make sense for wrestlers because they usually no. have like.
3: Of course, it doesn't make sense. But they, it's they funny. Eat, like eight hundred calories
2: sense. a day or something. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's, but it is funny, right? Yeah. Like it it works there and um and then Ali Sheedy making her weird pixie and captain crunch sandwich yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that was like a good throwback
3: the pixie's <laughs> pixie sticks i was like, <laughs> oh,
2: I hadn't thought about that in like 10 years yeah pixie, <laughs> pixie sticks pixie and, stick.
3: and captain crunch and i'm pretty sure revolting that's revolting that is <laughs> It'd be so bad and like the shot of all of them uh th- you, there's a lot of reaction shots in this movie yeah right like you you see her doing the weird thing and then you get the nerd's reaction and you see her doing it again and you see jen nelson's reaction and <laughs> blah, blah blah and i i like that he he does that right like that it's bringing these people together and it's not just about this person doing something weird or this person giving this reveal it's also about how they're reacting to the reveal Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I think that that it was effective for me as a method of making this group feel like a group right like making them feel like these disparate people that are coming together they
1: all seem to have bonding moments like against one of the other people
3: yeah yeah which is very high school
1: every combination of them bonds a different way against a different person it seems
3: yeah yeah again very high school right like you yeah. you find common ground by you know having someone to ridicule yeah yeah <laughs> so i i don't know like i hear your criticisms of the movie but i think there's merit here and i think there's, it should be watched
2: the worst part for me is just that it was boring like I don't get, like, I like, don't feel like there's enough like, I mean, if, going on.
3: If it like, wasn't funny for you, then yeah, this is going to be yeah, super boring because yeah, yeah, there's I no know. narrative. But man, I don't get how this movie's not funny. Like
2: there's tons of funny stuff. I mean, there are moments stuff. that are kind of like, huh? But, but yeah, I'm,
3: like everything that Doug Nelson does is hilarious in this movie. Right? I didn't feel I felt bad for his character most of the time because well, he's right. like abused. Yeah, I mean, you feel bad for him too, yeah. but he's also, he's probably the smartest guy in that room for sure right like he's certainly the most most verbal he's also like 35
2: yeah I, I looked yeah. it up like he he's, he's super old.
3: old um Emilio is 22
2: milio adds
1: to the effect that he's like that guy who's been held back or whatever yeah maybe he's actually just, <clears> just he's, back. A, he's like a super senior years, so yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well you know <laughs> um but
3: uh Molly Ringwald and um the hall the nerd are 17 like they're really, uh, yeah so they're like actually high school <laughs> they're actually high school age. Yeah. Molly Ringwald doesn't really read as 17 but the other dude does yeah yeah, yeah.
1: He, he, very scrawny <laughs> he's very scrawny
3: looks you know super young um, so yeah because I, I, I was almost convinced that like these people are all well into their 20s And
2: I think that's part of the reason you're supposed to identify most within Nerd just because like John Hughes kind of puts his thumb like finger on the scale yeah. there and um, he's so young and it makes the other characters like appear so old which yeah. is kind of like your high school experience as like a freshman where everybody just seems like an adult yeah and you don't Yeah, and, and then like when you're my age, and you see like college age kids, yeah, they they're look, all like children, children. Yeah, yeah, they're all it. 15 years old, yeah. And when I'm sure like, like old people are in their 50s, like I'm very young, so right, yeah, like, right. I got ID the other day, so really, yeah, <laughs> okay, you still got it, yeah. <laughs> I was with my roommate too, and he didn't get ID, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so it wasn't just a policy, yeah. <laughs> it's like you look like you're 20 like, years uh, <laughs> old, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, this, this is, um. I don't know, yeah, it just like, didn't
3: like hit me as like being funny Like Okay, well, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, this movie doesn't work. Like If it's not funny, it doesn't work. Um, I wonder
1: if this would be hard for me to rewatch considering it's mostly dialogue, um, but on the first viewing, I was very captivated by what was happening, what people were saying, uh, what I was gonna learn about captivated. them. Uh, I thought it was pretty entertaining what they were saying as well. Um, I definitely got drawn in at like the more intense moments and the more funny moments and all that. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it, I like
2: when they're kind of like moving around the school, like when they're like avoiding the principal. I thought that was. Yeah, like the,
3: the ge- yeah. I love that, that he makes no effort for to make the geography of that sequence make any sense. No, right, like that yeah, dude is, how just is the, everywhere.
1: The just <laughs> omnipresent. Yeah,
3: it's like a Beatles
1: like. Escape yeah, scene.
0: Yes. Yeah,
2: I think it's referencing like Hard Day's Night. Yes. They're doing that. Yeah, that is have where you, they, have they do you that. seen a Beatles movie?
1: No, I think I'm aware of what you're talking about. Though. Yeah,
2: it, that's referenced a lot. Like yeah. Scooby Doo did it. Too. Yeah, and yeah, I I, think, I, I don't know which came first, but either Scooby Doo is mimicking Hard Day. They're, okay, Scooby Doo is Hanna Barbera, so they're definitely like stealing that from <laughs> Hard Day's Night. I would assume that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that seems harder. like a safe guess. Yeah, yeah, because they are completely vapid with their ideas, but... Uh, yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. No, yeah, I like that sequence a lot, too. I like that um, you have the moment where Judd Nelson, like, sacrifices himself to l- let everybody else get back to the library safe. Yeah. Like,
1: that was... That was one thing that seemed weird to me, though, that they seem to be very, like, bipolar switching between, like, helping each other and hating each other.
3: Yeah, welcome um, to high school.
1: And it didn't seem to make too much sense. Like, they go from one scene where... Um, Benders being an asshole and everybody hates him. To the teacher shows up and they defend him immediately right after he was an asshole to them directly. so They're not. What are you a narc? Of course they're gonna. Well, yeah, him. but like you know, he's okay. literally <laughs> bullying them and like they they like physically fought a few times. You would think you'd get to a certain point where you just have to report okay. it. no
3: man, snitches snitches you know, get stitches. Um so they kind of <laughs> go back and like, like I think they got knifed yeah, no. Yeah. Alicia took the knife. They were saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There, there was some tension between them even before that scene where they're running around, and then he decides that he wants to sacrifice himself for them. You think that they'd be bonded better after that, but they still have a lot more conflict later, and they argue and like make each other cry and all that. So <laughs> it, that part seemed a little strange to me.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of true to high school, right? Like that's how teenagers behave, right? Like they're inconsistent and they aren't going to tattle, you know, that's the big (laughs) taboo. Uh, So for me, it it rang true that that, the teenagers are hormonal beings that are going to act one way in this moment and another way in the next moment. And moment to moment, you might not make a logical connection to it, but I think you can make a logical emotional connection within the moments. And uh, that in that sense, the movie was clear to me and coherent.
2: I think the the teacher's like so tyrannical too.
3: Like comically so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like too much. <laughs> One of those like,
1: people who like <laughs> relishes the slightest amount of power. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. I mean there
3: are people like that. In high schools. Oh right? yeah, totally. Like that's a yeah. thing. Like that they find their middle management level of moderate power over people smaller than them. Yeah, and, yeah small business tyrant. Like yeah, said, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. that's it. Like that's Well their they also life. have to
1: get across the point of like <clears throat> I don't know, that the punishment seems very ineffective a lot of the times, and they're yeah. just, like I said before, kind of out of touch with the actual problems that these kids are having, and they're not really solving any problems, and like they're never going to help John Bender out yep. Parents um, just don't understand. by just keeping him there every Saturday.
2: Yeah, they need to be calling, like, child services. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, they just cause...
1: ignore this because he likes to have this bit of power over kids every yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, that's like a very 80s move, too, though, right? That, like, Pretty much at home, you could be just like get the shake act out of you every day, and just like nothing. There's like no, there's there's no recourse for mm-hmm.
3: that. Yeah, which is like more the early '80s. More people taking yeah. the parents here, taking control of their little kingdom, and just abusing the power. Again, like the the principal, their teacher, whoever he is. Yeah. Uh, here, right? I think that that's. It, he threatens to fight him at some point, right? He, he <laughs> dares him to hit him. That was crazy. Which is messed yeah. up
1: because you know that like it's not a one sided. I mean, not a, not a fair exchange. No, there. not it is at a all. One-sided exchange.
3: Yeah, which is uh, what Judd Nelson figures out immediately. Yeah. Uh, his um, Jud Nelson's acting in that scene when he sticks him in the closet is great. Like, yeah. I think he he nails that scene. He looks so small and so scared and so childlike, right? But like, still like this hint of defiance in it, like he knows that he's getting beaten but he doesn't want to say it. Yeah. Like he kills it in that scene. I, that, that was really good. So
2: uh, a funny connection that I saw through for, for all the characters except Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Uh they've all done guest appearances on the show Psych.
3: Jesus, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, I, was I just watched like, a so, little sc- bit of that. Scrolling show. IMDb and I was like, this is a weird connection <laughs> between all these actors. I wonder if they did it on purpose. Like the psych people. You think but they, they don't have Amelia though. Uh, they could. Well, you so. know, yeah. You, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, that makes sense. This is kind of like a really milk toast like comedy that
3: like yeah, all yeah. these actors would appear on. Psych yeah. seems I've never seen it, but it seems really boring.
2: It's um it's like
3: what's it like? <laughs>
2: I want to say it's like, um, I, don't, I don't even know. It's, it's just like one of those, like, <laughs> crime, it's a su- crime serial with, like, How I Met Your Mother level of, like, funny. That's like, not very funny. Where it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where it's, like, it's meant to, like, appeal to, like, people that like everybody How I met. Yeah. Who are watching yeah. it, like on the daytime time slot, but
3: it's like right. on so on it, TVS. It, it, like designed to be inoffensive, right? Like, Oh be... yeah, completely inoffensive. Right, yeah, unfeeling. Yeah, yeah, that was my sense of it and I'm glad I never watched it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it has like a bunch of references to like old stuff. That's probably why
1: everybody in The Breakfast Club is on it and I remember yeah. being entertained by it, but I didn't keep watching it, so. Yeah, no. yeah okay, there point. we are. So yeah. they got Molly Ringwald, she's still doing stuff.
2: Yeah, she does a lot of TV. Really? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was scrolling her TV. She does like pretty much exclusively TV after the '80s. Huh. I
1: think I still yeah. recognize her name despite not having seen, or at least I don't think I've seen anything she's been in besides this movie. Now
2: she's on the new um, show, the Archie show. Oh, really? Riverdale? Yeah, she's on Riverdale. Okay, so it's like her most recent credit. So right. she's like, she's she's still working. pulling it down. She's yeah, she's working. All yeah. right. Yeah. Seems like
1: most of them don't really do that much outside of the '80s.
3: Emilio did uh, Mighty Ducks, yeah. which was early 90s. Not much I and mean, Not much else, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's not his brother.
3: Right, he did not have the hit TV show, but he also didn't destroy his life. So oh, there you yeah. Go. Yeah. Really, he's not his father, who was an actual movie yeah, star. Yeah, he's the yeah. second best actor <laughs> in the true. family. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's a big gap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know. So, you haven't seen Pretty in Pink? No. Or Sixteen Candles? Nope. Okay. Because... Uh,
1: Oh, I saw the poster for that, and it's two people from this movie.
3: Yeah, it's Molly Ringwald we... and um, Anthony Michael Hall yeah. who yeah. plays... Uh, those movies, I think, are substantially worse than this one. Like, oh. I, I think that they don't play very well to modern audiences at all. No. Yeah, like, I, I think it's hard... Like, there are so many politically problematic aspects to those movies that you it's hard to watch them.
2: This movie is a giant hit, though.
3: Yeah. It's...
2: Yeah. Even... Uh, during its time it was a million dollar budget it,
3: and you see every penny of it and <laughs> yeah. they
2: they did a 50 million at the box office wow. so and 50, it's still making money extra return. and nice. yeah it's still like probably crushes it in syndication
3: yeah
2: I've, was the song done.
1: made just for this movie that's a good question great question yeah I've, uh, I've, I've,
2: it would make it's sense it's often titled like in parenthetical song from breakfast theme club. Club club from breakfast club yeah, yeah something like that yeah <clears throat> um let's see this should be easy to figure out.
3: He, right. Yeah.
2: Let's go to the Simple Minds' Wikipedia page, because that's probably their it. only song. Yeah. <laughs> They're Scots. I didn't know that.
3: Because, oh, I mean, it feels like an American movie, right? Like this... Yeah. This, it, this doesn't see, seem like it would play to an international audience in the same way um, that it would hear.
2: Mm, it doesn't it's, say at the exciting. top of the Wikipedia page for the song that it was, but it says the song is best known for being played during the opening and closing credits of the All John right. Hughes film Breakfast Club. Yes, yes it is. Although it would have been cooler if he played a Bowie song at the beginning of the film because they have a Bowie yeah. quote too. A yeah, I don't sister. know what
3: song that quote is pulled from, but yeah. it just it, it's so like sappy and over the top and melodramatic. Like, it's just <laughs> like everything and then it like cuts to Was well, it
1: saying like the stuff they do actually matters kind of? Something like that. That's yeah. That's the gist that I got from I it. I
3: mean I I pulled it up here. I can, I can read what we were making fun of in the break episode. Okay. It's so long. He says, and these children that you spit on as they try to change their worlds are immune to your consultations. They're quite aware of what they're going through. That's, that's the Bowie quote. And like, that's, yeah, so like overwrought and over the top, and then that it cuts to the screen shattering. Yeah, that's a goes. little strange. <laughs> it seems is... a little intense for this kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, which is just not appropriate
1: at all for what it's they're... more fitting for like a Schwarzenegger vehicle.
3: Right, that is like kind of aware of how silly it is, but like yeah. this one, they were. I, I think that John Hughes meant that to be played straight. So apparently we can blame <laughs> Allie Sheedy for this because
2: she, su- she suggested it after seeing the first cut of the film. Really? <laughs> yeah. So
3: they didn't have it in mind when they were making? No. So it's her fault. <laughs> it's her <laughs> fault. <laughs> no, but she was right. Like, it totally works. Like, it's, ex- it's exactly the right song for this movie.
2: The glass shatter effect.
3: Oh, that was her idea? No. Yeah, he, but he meant the quote. He did that. Oh, I thought you meant the Simple Minds song. The Bowie idea was oh, her. Oh, no, no. Yeah, the Bowie oh, okay. quote well, was Sally Sheedy. Yeah, okay. Then that was a mistake. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a big mistake. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that doesn't land. Uh, I don't even know what Bowie song is from. Uh, we don't need to look it up. But no. We can, we can no, solve we know. that later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it's terrible, though. It's, like, way too on the nose.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and they do it at the beginning of the movie, so it's like here's what this movie's about. Yeah, it's yeah. like if, if
2: you don't understand this movie, it's very easy to understand. <laughs> yeah, like here's a quote that sets it up.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Charles, did you have a favorite character?
1: Uh,
3: I think Crossman's answer is none of them. I, but- I, I, the well, well, I John thought John's
1: Allison was, was a lot of fun. Chent, Nelson. No, but well, sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not Nelson. John, just somebody <laughs> else. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe her name was Allison. The, the
3: weird the girl. the weird girl yeah I thought she was a Ellie lot of Sheedy. fun yeah
1: um and obviously I can identify a lot with Brian so <laughs> okay. it'd be one of those two
3: yeah all right that that's yeah that's fair for me it's definitely Judd Nelson like hands down Judd Nelson yeah um okay. and I think Ellie Shud is a, a number two uh she she cracks me up but I, what I what one of the things I like about this movie is that because these characters are played like so much in their lane and like are so such exaggerated. Versions of the stereotype, is that you can you can identify with all of them at some point, right? Like I think there's a little bit that any you know normal person is going to see of themselves in all these people, Um, and you're going to you know see more yourself in some of them than the others, but they all have relatable problems, right? Like they all have things that if you recall what being a teenager was like in any sense, you get.
1: Um, right, I'm not too far removed from that period of my life that this is completely un- unidentifiable <laughs> for me, so.
3: Right, right. I mean, I just had my 10-year reunion last year for high school that I did not attend. Um, I don't know yet. if I've
1: seen any invites for high school reunions.
3: You'd be coming up, right? On that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Coming, um, it's almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah, oh, so alright you're gonna make the trip? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: probably making the right choice. But my, my point is that I, that I think that's one of the things you get out of playing these characters so broad is that it allows a lot of people into the movie. Right? Like yeah. you, you, you have so many entry points that it's, that may be why this has been so resonant for so many audiences for so long is that it makes the high school experience feel so universal and shared, and for white people. For yeah, <laughs> yes, and, and I think that this is a movie that plays to a white audience without doubt, since it's all white characters in a white neighborhood. Yeah, but um, as do all like John Hughes movies. Right? Yeah, does he have any people of color? He has the like hyper racist Asian character yeah. in one of those movies. Oh God, in, really? In my, oh yeah, it's like it's one of the it the um, Mickey Rooney character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like it's barely. Oh. It's like on that level,
1: yeah. It's it's. I think I've heard about this. No, it's hard to watch. It. It's really I hard know to watch. That was a
2: John Hughes. Uh, yeah, I doubt he has like any other people of color. I bet I Ferris Bueller's Day Off doesn't even have any, and they they like <laughs> go around Chicago. No, I
3: think the um, when they drop off the car at the parking lot, the attendant is black. And he steals their car. he steals the car. <laughs> yeah. So the valet,
1: <laughs> I think he's like Hispanic looking.
3: Oh, okay, maybe. But he's not white.
1: Or there were two of them, I think, but at least one of them was Hispanic looking and they definitely play him off as like shady looking and then right. takes and they, their car and, and enjoy right. And they steal the it. car and
3: like screw up their, their big plan. Pulling picture, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think that we can agree that John Hughes is pretty racist. <laughs> and pretty Yeah, it's sexist. definitely like
2: a kind of Latino looking character. Yeah, yeah.
3: so... I mean, uh, uh, we've talked about it before. Like, what do you do with movies that are like that? And, like, I, I guess I draw the line at Pretty and Pink and 16 Candles. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't watch those movies. But um, this movie is certainly guilty of the same kind of, similar kind of sexism and the absentee kind of racism that you see um, all the time.
1: So. You can't yeah, treat like, it as like an accurate representation of a white suburb, You can. he just wants to portray it as that.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I think that that might be fair, but you also know that John, it never occurred to John Hughes to put people of color in this movie. He, it was okay, not a yeah, conscious choice. Fair. Right, like he was, it just never crossed his mind. Yeah, like Carrie Fisher probably could help this movie out a lot. <laughs> in terms of just like tightening
2: up the script a little. Yeah, like fixing the female characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: especially the ending. Dad, yeah. like, what a train wreck, Yeah, <laughs> that, that ending. <laughs> Uh, I was quite the, yeah the ending is awful. Yeah. Um I do like I do think this movie has one of the better uh, dance sequences uh than
1: Oh yeah, that was kind of random too. I forgot that existed.
3: Right. It it doesn't make any sense. Um it doesn't make any sense that Wait, the I'm, I'm not even sure what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you come forgot on. it existed too. Yeah, they have uh they blare the they all get high and they blare that oh, song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense that the teacher wouldn't come Emilia in immediately. kind of like
2: dances around the rim of the Yeah, and library. they do like... Well, a bunch of them are. Yeah, and they, they do the, 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 f- the
3: fist pump dance that is referenced in lots of things all the time. Yeah. Um, so like that's a pretty famous scene, yeah. or at least one that's referenced a lot that
1: makes no sense. Either. Was this like the first movie where they do like the... The dance scene with like the cuts and all that. I don't know. I, I see a lot of movies that do dance scenes just like I this one. I don't know if they're referencing I think this one. it's just like eighties Okay. Of, yeah, like they, yeah, the eighties
3: sure, montage, right? Like there, yeah. there it is. Like here yeah. <laughs> the is There's
2: Arizona. like a few like eighties things that are really similar, right? There's like the cleaning up montage, yep, which is like fixing stuff up, yep, fixing stuff up, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, the um, traveling montage, there's a traveling montage, yep. and then there, there's also the, uh, like, getting dressed for something montage, <laughs> yes. where, like, you, you come out and you're, like, wearing different things. Yeah, um, which
3: I think Ferris Bueller does that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a thing. Um, yeah. There's kinda, the nurse as the cleaning up line. They kind of yeah. riffed
1: on that in the yeah. San Junipero episode of Black Mirror, now that I remember. Because there's that one part where she's trying out different outfits, and it's always, like, a completely different style. Yeah. And yeah it's yeah, explained in the episode, but, like... At first you think it's just kind of an 80s like goofy reference.
3: (laughs) Right, right, yeah, that's movies would literally do that um, in the 80s.
2: Yeah, I think uh, there were a lot of like tropes developed in the 80s that just like, it was like, oh, I understand this because I've seen like five other 80s movies. Right,
3: or I've seen references to five other 80s
2: movies. Like the (laughs) Animal House humor is also just like, there's like dozens of movies that are just Animal House remade in the 80s. Four different things. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, Animal
3: House kind of yeah. created the mold for the SNL movie, right? Because yeah. Animal House is really just a 90-minute SNL sketch. Yeah. And you see that movie still being made, right? Like, that is still a subgenre of, of comedy. And I think Wayne's World probably is, like, one of the better ones. Yes. That. Yes, it is. Uh, but, yeah. like, that's Adam Sandler's whole career, right, is just making the 90-minute kind of, SNL yeah. sketch. Yeah. Other than Punch Drunk Love yeah yeah which was great
2: yeah sandler's more just like the the snl like character sketch
3: yeah yeah yes uh yeah. will ferrell too uh, uh, yeah in a more modern reference but and, like actually funny in, in a lot of cases <laughs> well, funnier than adam sandler yeah. yeah um so yeah i think you'd see that coming out of the 80s all yeah. the time
2: so, I, I'm i glad we did this movie rather than Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Me too.
3: I, I would not have voted for Ferris Bueller's I'm Day Off. I'm not a fan of that movie. I would have voted for Top Gun over
1: Luckily, well, yeah. I already saw it, so <laughs> okay. it didn't have to be a problem. Yeah. They're still on the list, Labyrinth and yeah. Top Gun.
3: Yeah, they are, because I think we should still do both of them. Yeah. Or at least Top Gun. I'm middling on Labyrinth.
2: <laughs> I, I think we should do, like, an N-80s, like or movie for children, of which there's many, and Labyrinth is like one of the better
3: ones. The, yeah, yeah, in that sense, yes. And, yeah. and Labyrinth matters, right? Labyrinth is another movie that you should see, even if you're not into it. Like, I think this movie- Yeah, is the, great. Yeah, Bowie Bo is great in it. Yeah. Uh, and is great in it too. Yes, you know I mean? yes, um, she is. So yeah, I think this movie kind of is in a similar space and that even if you're not into it, like it, it's important, right? Like it's part of a a full diet of modern American cinema, popular cinema anyway. Um, so yeah, I think you have need to have seen it mm-hmm. at least once.
2: Yeah, I think for this movie, like I, I, th- I feel like I like for, of like eighties movies that I like eighties like high school movies I like. Like I feel like Heather's like appeals to me much more because like it's a much like darker. Yeah, Heather's
3: is a more complex movie than this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Like it, it treats its characters in in ways that are like much more interesting. It's a lot darker. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I. In terms like threatening almost yeah
3: as like a movie yeah yeah in terms of high school yeah. movies from that era I know that Clueless is '90s actually but that's
2: out of like high school movies that's a great
3: one that I like that one a lot like, yeah. I, that that is high on my list I think that shares one of the greatest characters the Fury. Mighty Mighty Mousestones period yeah. you have the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> non annoying Paul Rudd <laughs> non yeah.
2: annoying Paul Rudd yeah. yeah
3: it's it's a hit
2: an early early Paul Rudd
3: yeah so what what's yeah. the what's the verdict here uh. Charles, is this something you'd want to watch again? Recommend to people, enjoy.
1: I liked it a lot. Um, I don't know if I could say I'd watch it again, but that's true of pretty much every movie I see. Uh, I that's not almost. a useful metric, but I enjoyed it a ton. Uh, like I said before, I felt I was very engrossed in the character interactions and dialogue and all that. Um, it definitely helped that I felt like I could identify with a lot yeah, of the characters' I struggles. I mean, you mentioned yeah. that as well. It's easy to identify with a lot of them um you know i'm sure we've all been through similar like issues with parents and issues with um adult leadership and issues with um other kids and like friendly pressures and all that right i always had that sort of uh, deal with like who you hang out with and how you other how other people would see you and, and see who you're with and all that you know these are all very big pressures when you're a kid in middle or high school. So, you know, I could very much identify with all the all the stuff they were discussing. And I guess they didn't necessarily have an interesting analysis or conclusion of these problems, but it was interesting to see them like brought out and talked about.
3: Yeah, but I think it was part of the point, right? Like, uh, John Hughes is not either uninterested or incapable of uh, giving us answers, but I mean, that's not what art's for, right? Like, we're, we're supposed to be asking questions. Um, yeah. So I think that in that sense, it's useful, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I guess yeah, it's
2: meant to be like a, a sketch, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's merit in that, and I think that there's room in cinema for that. To, sure. Yeah, that to be good.
2: I mean, it's a it's a John Hughes movie. It's a it's it's <laughs> a could John say Hughes. Say that, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Have you have you seen the Faculty? I think it's another like interesting high school movie. I don't think I have. Isn't that it a brings- horror film? Yeah, it's like. Adults are jerks. It comes to the same conclusion of this movie. It's like adults are jerks. But the reason is is that they are aliens. Yeah. Oh God! I remember yeah. seeing trailers. I can for see why that appealed to you? Yeah.
1: Like kind of avoiding it because it looked really scary, and I was like, no, seven it's years not old. that scary. Okay.
2: John Stewart's in it. Like, <laughs> oh, what? God. Yeah, one of his few acting <laughs> roles. Is he one of the aliens? Um, well, they they slowly like get replaced in like kind of a pod people. Oh, day. okay. So yeah. is he replaced? Well, all the faculty are the thing are. in high okay. school,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a thing, but like all the teachers are the thing, <laughs>
3: they can't affect the students.
2: Um, they might, I I forget, <laughs> but mo- it's the faculty that like get. Okay. uh, the hence the faculty. Yeah, I get it, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, there's a, a pool in the high school, and that's where the alien lives,
3: like in Cocoon yeah yeah but that's a benevolent alien. Eat the students yeah really, like make yeah. like give them superpowers yeah,
2: and all, like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know this i I guess i did am too jaded for this movie now well, or, I mean it or, is
3: or. Uh, we should we should point out that um it's Crossman's birthday, so he's forty now Yeah. <laughs> <and it's laughs> <really good laughs> connect with this movie I'm just
2: so distant from, uh, <laughs> yeah from high school i just can't connect yeah yeah i connect more with the janitor than,
3: the, uh, <laughs> than anyone else than anybody else yeah <laughs> get that 50 bucks just bribing people uh, all, no, all c- all accepting bribes accepting exactly. yeah soliciting the bribes from yeah me. yeah yeah, okay. yeah I,
2: don't, I don't know i just like didn't find it funny and found it pretty boring and wow yeah okay i i think i'm just like over john he's stuff
3: like well that, and that's fine like I am yeah. too except for this movie. <laughs> like, like this movie I think
2: you're giving it too much credit
3: I know you do it because you don't like it but I think yeah. that I, I was still laughing at it like I just watched yeah. it yesterday and I was still laughing at it I like Tombstone more than this movie oh, No, no no <laughs> Tombstone <laughs> has worse yeah. politics in this movie
2: oh yeah well I don't know this one's like pretty okay with like rape culture
3: right well I mean Tombstone obviously was too and uh and not as overtly as this uh, movie okay yeah <laughs> Anyway, I don't like Tombstone. Okay. I don't like this one. That's fine. Both were not great, unfortunately. For you, like I For think you. this one is actually good. I think this one is I enjoy watching it.
2: I am obviously in the minority. Everybody like says is a great movie. Yep. I mean
3: bit won our poll. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Confidently. I
2: obviously lost.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'm obviously wrong.
3: Yeah, anyway. that's the yeah. people have spoken. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh this is our 20th episode, which is i didn't know we would get to 20 episodes so yeah. thank you thank you everyone that has listened and uh, we've got some loyal uh audience members so thank you to you guys in particular uh people that have left comments um are, are appreciated so thank you we're gonna do more we're gonna do more polls we talked about it so we're gonna do these every few weeks yep um encourage I you guys feel so to participate much
1: more cinematographically Enriched now. I lost track of that one. Yeah, to, oh man! take another. another <laughs> crack at, I feel so much more enriched in cinema there now. There
3: you go. Okay, good. That was part of the idea. Yeah, hopefully. It's, it's a great feeling. It, a, and I've talked I to a bunch. So caught up. Yeah, I feel I've talked to a bunch of people who have been like in your position. They're yeah. they're, they're like, oh, this is good for me because I am exactly where Charles is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I think it's a worthy experiment.
3: Right, and yeah. I, I appreciate that we have something of an audience. Um and so, thank you, audience. We're gonna do twenty more. I agree. Okay, good. What's yeah, number twenty-one, Crossman? Sure.
2: Um, so, I would <laughs> like to do the nineteen seventy-three movie, Enter the Dragon. Sweet. It'll be our first uh, martial arts. Yes,
3: film. Yes, that was right. great. And
2: first film with an Asian main character. Yes, that's I'm true. I'm for that.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah Enter the Dragon is fantastic. Yeah, it's and, rad, and uh, yeah. it has a really interesting backstory. Like Lee had a hell of a life. Yeah, she, yeah. Like. Yeah, so maybe we can dig into that too because there's a lot to tell there. And Tragic. Oh, yes. Like, tragic family, even. Yes, yeah. lots, lots of like tragedy. They're the Kennedys of, the, of film. A martial <laughs> arts film. film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. All right, so Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Uh, good pick. Uh, see you guys next week. All right, bye. Hey, everybody.
2: If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach a larger audience by rating and reviewing it on iTunes. It only takes a minute and makes a big difference. Thanks and enjoy the episode.